What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Now, I don't know about you, but our minds never shut off. Charity and I are what you would call overthinkers. Did we really land on the moon? What was with Jim Jones and his Kool-Aid? Do Bigfoots really exist? What's really happening at Area 51? So what's the deal with the grassy knoll? How did Whitey Bulger hide in plain sight for 16 years? No matter what the subject, we find ourselves constantly asking who, what, or why. And we don't stop until we figure it out. So we ask you to join us on this discovery to find the truths behind all of your favorite mysteries, conspiracy theories, or whatever else has left you aimlessly scrolling Wikipedia at 3 a.m. This is Secrets, Lies, and Alibis. Well, hello, guys. I don't know how to quite enter into this podcast. This, this is episode one. I know. Of Secrets, Lies, and Alibis. I'm Mark. And I'm Charity. You guys know us from Case Watch Podcast. This is our little side venture now that we're going to start doing because I want the chance to talk about more cases other than just true crime. We can get into mob cases. We can get into paranormal activity. The outlook for the show is infinite. Like We can talk about anything. So anything. I'm so excited that we are going to launch today. Charity. What are we going to talk about on episode number one? Okay, so this this is not going to be a super long one, but it's going to be a fun one, I hope. We're going to be talking about if the Poltergeist trilogy is cursed. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. I've heard so much about this stuff over the years, so it's going to be cool to actually talk about it. Sure is. So there were three Poltergeist films, Mark. The first was released in 1982, and then Poltergeist 2 was released in 1986, and then Poltergeist 3 was released in 1988. These movies freaked me the F out. See, really just only the first one kind of freaked me out a little bit. The other two, I don't know. Sometimes when there's a trilogy and they make more, I don't know, it loses its like stab. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it does. I the mean, first once you one get was, to like Fast and Furious 87, like, oh my God. at some point, it's like, come on, guys, let's stop. How many more of those can they make? Oh, I bet they'll keep going forever. I just can't. Part of the reason that many believe that these movies were cursed is because there were more than one strange death of cast members. Oh, yeah. So even one would be strange. So, and yeah, I know like, there's a lot that yeah, are involved in Yeah, it's very interesting. All I can think of when I see Poltergeist, though, is that movie poster where she is sitting in front of the TV with the hands oh, on it. Yes. Like, it made me as a child. Yes. Because back then, all right, guys, so back in the 80s, we had what were called console TVs that would sit on the floor, and they looked like big pieces of furniture. Yep. And that's what is in this picture. And I would not, I would not go anywhere near the TV. And I would not get close to it. It freaked me the F out. And that little girl did such an amazing job. Absolutely She did. was amazing. She played that part so well. So well. Many have speculated that during the making of these films, actual evil spirits may have been brought to the surface of the universe and could be the cause of these strange cast deaths. Okay. So people are reaching in. They're saying there's got to be some force 
Like, why would there be so many weird things? I, I can agree with that. Yeah. I mean, there's I don't things know. to this day that I will never do. And I mentioned this on Case Watch before. I will never shut the light off in the bathroom and say Candyman three times and or turn bloody, the light back on. Bloody Mary. Nope. No Bloody Mary. Mm-mm. You will never catch me touching a Ouija board ever. Oh, I did that a I lot am as a kid. Such a wimp. I did. Have you ever done it? No. And I, I, I'm not starting now that I'm in my 40s. Okay. I have a really funny story about a Ouija board. You want to hear it real quick? Not I do. to interrupt I do. My, myself. When I was in middle school, I had a group of friends and the group of friends consisted of me, another friend and a set of twins. And the twins, their mother was a single mother and she worked a lot. So we always would like go hang out at their house because they had to be home doing chores, whatever. So they had a Ouija board. Oh boy. So this happened more than once. Okay. We were over there using the Ouija board, like little mini preteen teenagers, freaking out, asking stupid questions like, oh, Oh my God, who am I going to marry? What am I going to be when I grow up? What's your name? And weird crap would happen. The lights would flicker. Something happened. I remember with the dryer, like the dryer door did something weird. <laughs> we freaked out so bad that we put it in a metal trash can and burnt it. You guys are awesome. So hold on. We're now in present day and one of the twins is a client of mine. I do her hair and she informed me that it was her sister that made all the noises <laughs> and did all the stuff. And she herself did not find this out oh, until she was an adult. I love her sister. Oh, we, when I, t- guys, you know how I always say I'm going to pee my pants. Think of little Charity really almost peeing her pants. I think little Charity peed her pants. She, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and not let you know if that's the case, Mark, because you know, that's private. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you guys. That's okay. But. So let's actually get the definition of a poltergeist. It's a ghost or other supernatural being supposedly responsible for physical disturbances, such as loud noises and objects thrown around. Now, with this definition of poltergeist, a poltergeist is not supposed to be evil. It just makes noises and freaks people out because, you know, something might, you might see something fly across the room or stuff like that. But it, the de- in the definition, it does not say evil. But as we know, the Poltergeist movies, the Poltergeist were evil Poltergeist. Very evil and very dangerous. Yeah. I don't even like staying home alone and I'm in my mid 40s. <laughs> and I'm a home alone this weekend. No, you have the crime kitty. Yeah, well, she is more of a wimp than I am. Do you guys want to see more of the crime kitty? We've had her on Facebook a couple we times. We have. She's awesome. I think the next live show that we do, we'll, <gasps> we'll bring her on. Definitely. Now that we're in the new studio where she can be. so She can hang out with her daddy. So the original movie that was released in 1982 is still one of the most known horror movies in American cinema. And still won't watch it. What? I will never watch that movie again. What? Nope. How, when was the last time you saw it? I don't know, but I will never watch it again. It was probably in my teenage we're years. We're watching it. Nope. Yep. We're not. We're not. Yep. I'm going to make you I watch can't it. Do it. I can't. Mark, I'm going to make you put your big boy panties on. No. No? No, I don't Come think on. I can do it. All right. I, I'm, I'm I would never, you know what? I would never force you to do something you don't want to do. So I will, will respect your decision. The movie features the Freeling family. This fictional California family's life is blown up by horrific, evil, paranormal events. Carol Ann, the daughter, is taken by some evil ghosts through a kind of portal in her bedroom closet. The king demon, called the Beast, controls all of these other smaller ghosts. Are you remembering some more, Mark? Oh, I remember this. And there were lots of ghosts and... Yes. Oh, I don't know. We find out that the house was actually built on top of a Native American burial ground. This is something nobody wants to hear. No. That your house that you have been living in. Oh, yeah. I, I Yep. I have another little story. Oh, I would. I love charity tidbits. Isn't. Oh, 
Should that be a segment within this? <laughs> I think that's a segment every show. <laughs> she already gives tidbits. <laughs> yes. So a friend of mine, she no longer lives in this home, but the home, and I'm not going to say where it was, that she grew up in was a home where lots of footsteps were heard, screams were heard, even muddy footprints were left behind going down a hallway. Yeah. So the family looked into where their house was built and the exact spot where the house was built was a place where there was a horrible plane crash with many, many oh. people died. Yeah. Yeah. See, in my childhood, see, I grew up in a city called Claremont, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all my Claremont, New Hampshire peeps. You probably maybe one of you that listen. Hey, Claremont. But hey. There was a house that was on the way... Um, to Lebanon that you would pass in Claremont. Okay. And I just remember my whole childhood that there was always the stories of there was no power in the house, but the lights kept coming on throughout the years. Like the lights would be on, weird noises would happen around there. Yep. And they ended up finally just tearing it down, but it's just one of those houses that everybody knew in that area. And I wish I knew what happened there because there was obviously something. It was it was a childhood story that had been told to all of us, and everybody in the town knew it. So yeah, I, the, I wish I knew more. The town I grew up in, there was a, a haunted house. They called it. The, it was like a house that was built God knows when. I don't even remember now. In like the early 1800s, I think. Yep. And every person who had lived there moved out. There was a fire in it a couple times. There was, it was oh, just boy. like weird stuff. So I bet all of our listeners have heard similar stories. Guys, if you have similar stories, let us know. Reach out to us. Um, we're going to probably just end up using the same email over here, which is just info at casewatchpodcast.com. Yep. We love to hear your interesting stories of places that you lived. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Throughout the entire movie, we watched the family get absolutely terrorized by these demons, physically and mentally, all while they were racing against time to save their little daughter. Okay. Now that we are refreshed about what the movie was about, now let's get into the reasons it may or may not be cursed, Mark. Okay. Okay. I personally did not need the refresher because this movie is etched into my brain. Well, I can refresh some more. No, but Do you want me to talk to... more? No, you can move on. Are you sure? Absolutely. Okay. Just if you want me to go back. No. Nope. Like, okay. No. Nope. All right. No. Nope. You uh, want to go ahead and refresh Blair Witch Project for me too? Because that that has never affected me negatively in any way. Yes, you've you've been scarred. You 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 said you 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 lost your masculinity that night. I, I certainly yeah. did. If people want to hear that story, they can go over to the the recording of the live we did on Halloween. Yes. The young girl who played Carol Ann was Heather O'Rourke. She was only six years old at the time of the release of the first movie in the series. She was a beautiful little girl that some say looked almost like a little doll. She did look like a little doll. She did. She looked like a beautiful little doll. In 1987, Heather got very sick and was misdiagnosed with Crohn's disease. This is a very dangerous inflammatory bowel disease. In 1988, she got very sick again. She was believed to have the flu. And after they thought or found out she might likely had the flu. She just randomly collapsed. And it was discovered that she went into cardiac arrest. Oh, wow. So sad. After being airlifted to the hospital, a surgery was performed to try and correct a bowel obstruction. Poor Heather wouldn't make it through the surgery alive. The doctors believed that she actually had a congenital intestinal abnormality. In Mark, she was only 12 at the time of her death. And yeah, that's she horrible. And she was an amazing actress. Like she, To me, she only had so much more to do. Like, oh, yeah. Her future was so bright with more and more movies, I think. Because if you're that 
good at that young of an age. No, you haven't even gotten into what you're capable of. Exactly. Next, we have Dominic Dunn. She is known for playing the original older sister of Carol Ann. In 1982, Dominic would leave her partner, John Sweeney. John didn't want to be separated from her. And in November, he went to her home where he would plead with her to take him back. Things would escalate when he realized they weren't getting back together. He began choking her until she would fall to the ground unconscious. He would then flee, leaving her to die alone in her own driveway. Listen, what a scumbag. Listen to this. Sweeney was only sentenced to six and a half years, but let out only after three How? years. How is that even possible? I have no idea. I want to look into that. I want to look into that case. That is unbelievable that that can happen. He murdered her with his bare hands. Yeah, I need to look more into this as well because none of that makes sense at all. How is that? Did he try to rule it an accident? That's not, When you strangle somebody, that is not an accident. I don't care. No, no, not at all. Agreed. Choking with your bare hands. We're going to get back to that one at some point, guys. The evil priest in Poltergeist 2 was played by the actor Julian Beck. Julian was diagnosed with stomach cancer in 1983 and sadly lost his battle with this horrible disease and died just shortly after filming was finished. So now we're up to three. Yep. This, yeah, something's up here. Isn't that weird? There's a spirit or there's a something that is just not sitting right with I the I guess universe. it all depends on like how you feel, what you believe. Some people don't believe in, you know, in the afterlife hanging around or being pulled up or some people really do. So I guess it's it all is based on your beliefs, what you think. Whether you believe or not. It's weird. It, there's something here. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And I weren't even aware of some of these. So. Oh, I wasn't either. I was actually, it was really cool like looking into this because I always wanted, because you always heard People say, oh, yeah, do you hear all the, all the people that died oh, yeah. on that cast? So I actually was interested to read what exactly they passed from. Oh, yeah, 100%. Will Sampson was the American shaman in the film, and he actually passed away after having a heart and lung transplant in 1987. This is a whole lot of cast members to pass away. Yes. Maybe there was something sinister going on, or maybe just a horrible coincidence. I mean, it's probably a horrible coincidence, but there's something. Like I said before, it's just weird. Well, listen to this. Here's a couple of strange things that went on during the filming of these movies. Joe Beth Williams... She played the mother in the film, or films, I should say. She claimed that the director, Steven Spielberg, insisted on using real human skeletons. Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) Nope. It was said that human skeletons were cheaper than the plastic ones back at that time. These claims have never been proven to be true or not, but it certainly adds to the creepiness of it all. Adds to the creepiness or is creepy? All. All All of the above. above. But listen to this. Okay. After shooting was all done... Will Sampson performed an actual real-life exorcism. He was said to be a real-life American Indian medicine man. No way. Did he do this for a reason? Did he actually believe they all might have been cursed? I'm starting to believe that they all might have been cursed. He literally did a real exorcism of the entire set. Yeah, all set, Charity. You're not going to get me to watch this movie ever again. Come on, Mark. Nope, it's not happening. You know what I kind of want to talk about? What's that? The Wizard of Oz. I love that movie. Actually, Charity, side note, I played a munchkin in a stage production of Wizard of Oz back when I was like 12 years old at the Claremont Opera House. I remember to this day, it was such a fond memory for me. What were your lines? Lines? I don't know. I didn't have lines. I played the little guy that leapfrogged the other guy. This was low budget. (laughs) 
<laughs> opera house stuff going on here. Was there dancing? There possibly was. What did your I was costume only, look like? There was no costumes. We showed up and we leapfrogged, and then we went off stage. <laughs> and they gave me a VHS copy of The Wizard of Oz that I wish I still had to this day, but unfortunately. VHS. Yeah, that was like 30-something years ago, so... Fond memories, though, at least. Fond memories. And there was some quite the conspiracy theories and all kinds of stuff uh, that went on behind the scenes of The Wizard of Oz. I don't know if you remember. I don't know anything about this, so you I'm going to have to go on a deep dive. You don't remember them people saying if you watch it closely, you can see somebody hanging in the background in the movie, swinging back and forth? I do not. Okay, you need to look at that. Wasn't there something, wasn't there a song that you could line up with The Wizard of Oz, too? Supposedly. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. lot to go on there. Do you know another movie that to this day still freaks me out and there's been so much speculation on? It's nothing related to this. Okay. But Three Men and a Baby. Yes. They have that scene where the camera pans. Yes. And, and it picks up. Ghost. What they're saying now is a cardboard cutout. It's a ghost assist. But it says that it's back in the day, it was a ghost of a child who fell out of the window at that set. Yes. That's something to look into also. That is so freaky. And I remember that to this day. I had forgotten about that until just now when you mentioned I could never it. forget about that. Wow. A, it was a great movie with a great cast. It was. But that was just like, wow. Wow. I remember watching it over and over and you did see that whatever it was. Yeah, absolutely. I'll actually put a screen grab of what we're talking about into this week's post on this episode. That's awesome. And you will never unsee it. You guys got to watch it for yourself. I've seen it. I just don't remember exactly what it looks like. Do you guys have a cool coincidence or anything that's happened to you in the past? Let us know. Reach out to us. Do you want us to cover a cool case, movies, anything? It doesn't matter. That's why we have this other feed now. We can discuss any case we want to. If you want us to talk about the pyramids. Yeah. I want to talk about secret societies. UFOs. Area 51. I want to talk about Area 51. So bad. So bad. Definitely. Love it. Area 51, Sasquatch. My fave. Oh, I definitely think there's a Bigfoot. There has to be. There is a very large hairy man that just wants to keep doing Hi, right over here. (laughs) Very large hairy man. He is not hairy. Listen. I'm fully bearded dude over here. Yeah, okay, he's hairy. So, do you remember Harry and the Hendersons? I love that movie. Oh my God. Guys, me and Mark have so much in common. I love that movie. So funny. That is one of my favorite. And I actually, guys, I cried during that movie when when the family said bye to him. But I was happy he was being reunited, so. That was a weird side note. I'm sorry, but I it is. But another side note that got me thinking. You were talking about Harry and the Hendersons because I know there's like camping and stuff like that. I'm thinking back into the day of of the great outdoors where they pull up in between the trees and they all go, "We're here, let's get out." They open the doors and they all can't get out of the car. I love that movie. I love old movies. Candy, man. That was a sad one, huh? That was. Remember, he tossed a quarter at the teacher in the other movie, and he's like, "Get that taken off your face, dude." Uncle Buck. Love that movie. Uncle Buck is hysterical. I mean, we could do a whole thing talking about these movies as well. We really I, could. I, have, I love movies. Mark and I just like to talk. <laughs> Clearly. You, you think? Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for checking out the first episode of Secrets, Lies, and Alibis. Go ahead and share the show. Let your friends know about it. And we only grow through you guys spreading the word. I thank you so much for checking out the show, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. See ya.